The general of all things Southern is here and ready to deliver two hours of Southern talk. Hello, I am General John Rawl, and I am a Southern guy, and I bet you you're a Southern guy or gal, and we're here for (laughs) y'all. Coming up on today's y'all show, we've got headlines from across the Southeast, and just when you thought you had enough to deal with here... We have one more little problem for us in the South, at least for portions of the South, and that is locust. There's about to be another outbreak for the first time in like 17 years. I'll let you know when and where and maybe how many of these darn pests you could expect here in the coming days. We have an update on the Preakness race, the race that's held in Baltimore each year. It's been pushed back. We'll give you the updated date that they'll be running there in Baltimore for the second stakes of the Triple Crown. Of course, the Kentucky Derby is set for Labor Day weekend. Still no word on the Belmont stakes, but yeah, we'll actually have some racing in Baltimore at Pimlico, and we'll give you some information about that in our headlines across the southeast today plus other fun stuff that we'll be sharing with you and we also have coming up in this hour of the y'all show in addition to headlines our friend jonathan lifite will be dropping by with his atlantic coast conference report the commissioner of the acc john swafford recently had a teleconference with a lot of people in the acc and we have some highlights from that conference that we'll be sharing with jonathan lifite and with all y'all as part of our ACC Spotlight Plus, news out of Raleigh as the NC State basketball team continues to be under NCAA investigation. We'll give you the latest on that front, all in our ACC coverage coming up later this hour. When we get to hour number two on today's Y'all Show, we'll get things going with hashtag hullabaloo, and then we'll move over to Precious Harris on Music Row in Nashville is where you'll find Mama P, and she's got all the headlines coming from entertainment and country music and more, all that in our second hour of the program we welcome your feedback 803-816-1170 it's the easy way for you to reach out to us anytime you feel like it text or call that number 803-816-1170 our website y'all.com it's the ultimate guide of the south and it's available 24 7 for you to go on free of charge and find incredible stories and incredible fun all at y'all.com also on y'all.com's facebook page we encourage you to go there and follow us there and make sure you are all up on all the y'all things going on we are truly the south show and i'm the general of the south john rawl thanking you for being a part of what's going on here with the y'all show let's get into headlines now as we start out this hour of the show and man i'm telling you with this coronavirus people are truly out of their cockamamie minds And they really have been out of their cockamamie minds in the mountain state of West Virginia because a man there is now accused of gouging out his neighbor's eyes over a loud rooster and now has been charged with murder. Oh, gosh. Uh, not even attempted murder this i mean i don't know if the guy died or not let me let me continue to tell you more about 47 year old richard wayne ellison of rock west virginia arrested sunday by the mercer county west virginia sheriff's department and the killing so he, he killed the guy benny fouch was killed and now in an interview ellison told a detective that he killed the he killed the rooster because it was crowing and then gouged out his neighbor's eyes because lucifer made him do it according to the criminal complaint 
Emergency crews initially responded to a request for a mental evaluation, and then they found a body of the victim outside and requested law enforcement. So I'm not blaming the coronavirus on that. It sounds like a disturbed there and stir fellow there in rock west virginia but yeah the rooster ended up leading this man over to the neighbor and gouged the eye out killed him and and killed the rooster too a awful story coming from west virginia here this week in maryland have you seen the video of this restaurant in ocean city maryland they are allowing people to eat there at fishtails is actually the name of the the restaurant there in ocean city and everybody that goes in there to dine is giving essentially a, a bumper, a bumper, kind of like what you have out on the river when you go riding on a raft. Essentially, is the round inner tube, and these inflatable inner tubes, you kind of sneak up in between one of them, and you get to eat your meal while being six feet away from other people. <laughs> and it's a goofy thing there. The inflated tube tables were created by Baltimore-based revolution event design and production the company i just mentioned to allow people to practice social distancing while eating and talking in outdoor settings the devices feature a hole in the middle to accommodate people around four to six feet tall participants get a little spring in their step with wheels attached to the bottom for moving around like i said if you've seen this and i've seen some tv shows that have featured this thing it's really not necessarily done for convenience it's kind of a goofy thing but when you go to a place like ocean city and you want to get your atlantic coast feel and you go to a restaurant like fishtails where these are on display yeah you could see where it would make for a fun time there and people are at least going out and having shrimp and beer and more at fishtails and that's no fishtail coming to us from ocean city maryland i'll be honest i've never made it to the ocean city maryland area or any of the other beach areas of the state of maryland it's it looks like a pretty place there it looks like a fun place i know a lot of people in dc head over that way for the summertime it's closest the closest beach i think to washington dc is ocean city maryland and even perhaps Rhode the beach in delaware have you heard of Kaylee Hartung? She used to be on ESPN, and then I know she did a lot of college sports stuff. She made a switch to ABC News, and she grew up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And she actually came down with the coronavirus back in March. And she had, she said, one bad day of flu-like symptoms, and that also consisted of a runny nose, terrible body aches, and she said that was pretty much the extent of it. But lucky for Kaylee Hartung, she bounced out of it rather quick. And now she's done something pretty neat. She's gone in and given her plasma for use for other people who have the coronavirus. And at least one person, Daniel Mycius of California, is giving credit to Kaylee Hartung for saving his life. He was given about a 20% chance of living after he was hospitalized back in April with the coronavirus. And now he says that Kaylee Hartung's plasma helped save his life. So a fantastic gesture there. As she said, she filled out a American Red Cross online donor request form, a very simple questionnaire asking if you were diagnosed with a COVID-19 lab test. And then after quarantine at home, she said, I, I had nothing but time. So after being nearly symptom free for a month, she went in and gave plasma and it's making a big difference. So good job, Kaylee Hartung. Segwaying into some southern business news, no surprise here out of northwest Arkansas, Walmart, the sales of Walmart have soared amid the pandemic, the pandemic stockpiling 
that's been going on. At Walmart.com, online sales jumped 74%, and that was fueled by a rush on canned goods, paper towels, and other supplies as people sheltered in place over these last two months. On Tuesday, Walmart said that same-store sales surged 10% at U.S. Walmart stores, fueled by a demand from consumers stocking up on groceries and other basics. The retailer also attracted many new customers during the coronavirus. According to Global Data Retail, customers were drawn to the store because of its prices and range of products, especially as some shoppers were unable to find products elsewhere and the result has been a stellar growth of walmart of 8.6 in overall revenue largely supported by a 10.5 percent sales uplift at walmart's division here domestically the company spent 900 million dollars in additional compensation for workers who manned checkout lines and kept goods flowing at warehouses the Bentonville, Arkansas-based company had a profit of $1.40 per share. Earnings adjusted for non-recurring gains were $1.18 per share. And again, times are pretty well for Walmart. It's one of the first major retailers to report on operations as the virus gripped the United States. Macy's was forced to close to the curb to spread the virus. Of course, that based out of New York City. But Walmart, no surprise as they are going to come out of this pandemic it looks like pretty well off that's unfortunate for all the other companies around the country that have had to really suffer some go out of business in fact let me give you an update out of texas on a national company company pier one imports their stores are going to permanently shut down the home goods retailer is looking for a potential buyer of its intellectual property and e-commerce business after nearly 60 years of selling home decor and accessories pier one imports permanently closing its retail stores as a result of the pandemic this company based out of fort worth texas sought bankruptcy court approval to wind down its operations as soon as it's possible after the roughly 540 stores are going to have to shut down and have to liquidate inventory a lot of you have gotten a few things over the years from pier one imports and now it's out of business perhaps somebody can resurrect it one day and maybe a e-commerce ability but right now you're i mean that's a lot of property they've had more than 500 locations pier one imports rest in peace more stories more headlines from across the southeast newt gingrich the former congressman from georgia who was speaker of the house in the 1990s who has been in rome italy the last few years with his wife who is the ambassador to the vatican and newt gingrich put a little southern spin on what's going on with the coronavirus in a recent interview with fox news he was asked about whether college football would restart here in the fall and newt gingrich actually in a column at foxnews.com said he had an answer he said i couldn't tell my good friend randy evans who's the u.s ambassador to luxembourg that his beloved georgia bulldogs would not be playing in athens this fall so yes we will have college football again that the declaration of one newt gingrich who of course was a a presidential candidate back in 2008 or was it 2012 i think it was 2012 now that i think about it as he won South Carolina, that was his great accomplishment. He won the primary there and then kind of fizzled away, and Romney got the nomination. But yes, Newt Gingrich is at least optimistic right now. In fact, he says we should expect that by Labor Day, baseball games will be played with socially spaced crowds, and the World Series attendance will be close to normal. 
He says, simply put, America should be addressing these challenges with a yes and attitude instead of a no because attitude. Those the words of author, politician, and hubby to an ambassador to the Vatican, Newt Gingrich. Here's a guy who we thought would one day become the governor of the great state of Alabama, Charles Barkley. He's in the news, and he recently said that Democrats and Republicans are both full of crap. Oh, Sir Charles, what are you talking about? The NBA on TNT analyst said that on Tuesday. He was part of a podcast, and he says, I'm not going to go do the governor thing. He said this on ESPN's Low Post low post podcast hosted by espn's zach Lowe, back in 2008 the former nba and auburn tiger basketball star announced he would run for governor in 2014 but then he changed his mind two years later it's always been brought up hey hey charles when are you going to run for governor in alabama when are you going to win i think he declared he would actually win the governor of alabama but yeah and talking on this podcast this week he told Lowe. I think both of these parties are crap. They do nothing for actual people. The Democrats and Republicans are both full of crap. You see now with this pandemic, they aren't doing anything for these people. Uh, Okay, Charles Barkley. He says, I've been a Democrat all my life. I just realized now they have done an awful job of taking care of poor people. They make the same boast every four years, come to the black community and say they're going to make things better, but they don't really make things better. I'm still a Democrat. But I don't fall for stupidity. Despite his stance on politics, Sir Charles says it appears he might be qualified for the job. He, he's not going to be running, but he, he says he's qualified. I don't even know if he graduated from Auburn. Not that you have to graduate to be a, a college graduate to run for governor. You do have to be a president of the United States, which, by the way, I would say in most people's eyes, the two most famous American presidents were neither one a college graduate and that would be george washington and abraham lincoln they neither one of them graduated from a college i don't even know if they went to college i know abraham lincoln was a lawyer but i don't think he went to i don't know how you got to be a law lawyer back in the backwoods of illinois in the 1820s and 30s whenever he would have become a lawyer by the way in 1861 here in the South, we actually did have a college graduate that was a uh, president of this part of the world, and that would be West Point alum, United States Military Academy alum, Jefferson Davis, president of the Confederate States of America. Well, they uh, Charles Barkley may not be the governor of Alabama, but a former Auburn football coach and the guy that used to be the senator for Alabama, Jeff Sessions, who went on to be the attorney general and now wants his old job back. They've got a heck of a little fire heat and fire debate going before they have their July 14th runoff in the state of Alabama. Both men trying to become the Republican nominee to take on Doug Jones for U.S. Senate in November. And now the latest turn in this sessions versus tommy tuberville race is what's going on with china as we know that president trump has actually supported so far the political newcomer tommy tuberville in his effort to become the republican nominee and now the topic that both of these men are bantying about is china as jeff sessions is calling coach tuberville clueless about u.s chinese relations while Tommy Tuberville, Coach Tubby, is arguing that Sessions, as a career politician, he's had more than 40 years to reign in China. 
and that is a big big debate again going on in alabama as they'll go to the polls in july to choose which one of these two men will go on and face doug jones in november now jeff sessions has hit at the issue the hardest calling for a pearl harbor like investigation into why the chinese virus emerged that's now killed more than 90,000 americans and more than 480 alabamians have died from the coronavirus and so that is one of the the talking points now as china is up and in discussion between tuberville and sessions as they inch a little bit closer and they've had a war on words on twitter and more as they both try to become alabama's u.s senator and or at least get the opportunity to be the u.s senator for the heart of dixie come november when they face off against doug jones all right hang on we've got more headlines from across the southland that we're going to get to and that is coming up after this break Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to Babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five. Dude, jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. You can stay on top of the Y'all Show by downloading or having on your iPhone, your tablet, or your iPad any of the streaming apps that the Y'all Show is featured on. Those three apps are the Apple Podcast app, the iHeartRadio app, and the TuneIn app. All are free to add to your smartphone or iPad. 
and you just go there and search for y'all show and it will automatically download our episode each and every day it's so easy and so fun it's right there again apple podcast the iHeartRadio app and the TuneIn app all bringing the y'all show on demand at your leisure moving back to the headlines of what's going on in the south here today Ravi Zacharias has died. He was an Atlanta-based televangelist who led the international ministry that strived to defend Christianity on intellectual grounds. He died at age 74 at his home after a brief battle with sarcoma. He had the Ravi Zacharias International Ministries. Reverend Billy Graham invited Zacharias to preach at the inaugural International Conference for Itinerant Evangelists in Amsterdam back in 1983. And then he rose to become a defender of the intellectual credibility of Christianity, according to his ministry. That ministry's mission to help the thinker believe and the thinker think. Zacharias saw the objections and questions of others not as something to be rebuffed, but as a cry of the heart that had to be answered. That from Michael Ramsden, the ministry's current president. Again, this Atlanta-based evangelist, Ravi Zacharias. I called him a televangelist. I know he's been on television some but he really was not necessarily a televangelist as much as he was a global ministry leader and has died at age 74 in atlanta one of the rights of summertime is the chickatee pony swim and for the first time since world war ii this island in the chesapeake bay of virginia is canceling the annual chickatee island pony swim because of the coronavirus pandemic and it's going to be a rough day this would have been the 95th year for the swim and the pony pinning was last canceled 78 years ago during world war ii now what happens is chincoteague is an island again in the chesapeake bay and they have these wild horses there in the chesapeake bay of virginia on different little islands and on the chesapeake on on the chincoteague island swim these ponies beautiful creatures crossover at this certain time of year when the water is down low enough they can swim between the island and they move over to chincoteague island and it's a beautiful thing to see a lot of people come out the local chincoteague volunteer fire company helps put on a festival and it's a really neat thing the volunteer fire company said the foals of the pony herd will be sold in an online auction a date is going to be determined by the pony committee so you actually can get the foals from these wild ponies in virginia it's a beautiful thing and i know i've seen some of the wild ponies of the islands off of moorhead city north carolina they've got some wild horses there it's a really neat thing to see but for the first time since world war ii 75 years ago the chincoteague pony swim officially will not be happening here in 2020 now horses of another kind are just up from the chesapeake bay in baltimore maryland and there we now know when the Preakness Stakes are going to be rescheduled, the new date is October 3rd. This is the middle jewel of the 2020 Triple Crown. It was originally scheduled for earlier this, I guess, summer. Sometime around right now is when it would have been held. But now it's been pushed back. And the run for the Black-Eyed Susans is going to be now held in October and there's still no word on whether the third leg of the Triple Crown, the Belmont Stakes, when, when or if that in New York is going to be held. But the 145th Preakness looks like it's going to be October 3rd at Pimlico in the Baltimore area. And after 17 years underground, how about this? I know y'all wanted to hear a good story about uh, 
Uh, maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't. You wanted to hear a story about cicadas. Oh, gosh, are those things annoying? Yes, they are. And guess what? It looks like cicadas are about to emerge in the South. After 17 years, a vast army of cicadas are set to come out from on the ground in Virginia, West Virginia, and North Carolina. These cicadas are from what's known as Brood 9. And the scale of these emergence events is astounding with as many as 1.5 million cicadas emerging per get this 1.5 million cicadas per acre that came out from virginia tech that's the agricultural school there in the commonwealth they said that these periodical cicadas brooding covers a specific geographical region some areas will be overlapping so this cicada outbreak will span southwest virginia parts of north carolina and west virginia Experts warn that cicadas' egg-laying habits can pose a risk to orchards, vineyards, and ornamental trees. Cicadas can occur in overwhelming numbers, and growers in particular areas of activity should be watchful. That, according to Virginia Tech professor Doug Pfeiffer, cicadas will emerge later this month in these three states, Virginia, West Virginia, and North Carolina, probably the portion of North Carolina closest to Virginia, we're talking roughly Mount Airy, places like that, right on the Virginia border. And then in Virginia, certainly in the Shenandoah Valley and more. According to the Cicada Mania website, Brood 9 is interesting to researchers because it's located very close to five other broods. Part of this region covered by Brood 9 overlaps with Brood 2, which emerged in 2013. So, yeah, the Shenandoah Valley and the mountain state of West Virginia are cicada-growing country, it sure looks like. And I know that my first experience with cicadas was in 1998, I think it was. And at the time, I was living in Middle Tennessee, and gosh, it was it was something out of biblical times. And then, of course, cicadas, locusts are written about in the Bible, the good book. But I remember it sounded like nonstop weed eaters going on for about two weeks. In fact, at one point we left the area and it was a welcome, welcome relief to leave Williamson County for a couple of days because at least there in Franklin and Williamson County in the Nashville area, I'm not joking, 24 hours of weed eaters going off in your yard but it wasn't weed eaters it was these darn cicadas and i was i I, luckily i actually have not experienced a cicada outbreak now since 1998 i've somehow been fortunate enough personally to have either lived or just somehow maybe didn't maybe my my hearing wasn't very good and i didn't hear these things but that was my experience and they start dying I remember that you, you'd you'd be on your porch and you'd have fifty dead cicadas. They come out of the ground and then they make a whole lot of noise and then they just croak right there on your doorstep. It was and then they get in your house as, as well. It's just like I said, it's something that luckily most of us only have to put up with if you are in a cicada area every fifteen, seventeen, depending on the type of cicada brood, and uh, it's just like I said, something. Luckily, most of us don't have to deal with, but every 17, 15, depending on the brood, of course. And that, again, is coming to Virginia, West Virginia, North Carolina, sooner than you might expect. So look out, y'all. Go get you some good 
earbuds and stick in your ear really deep so you won't hear that luckily we've come a long way since 1998 when it comes to the devices you can stick in your ear and drown out the cicada chirping that sounds all right that will wrap up our look at headlines on today's y'all show when we come back after the break it's time for the acc spotlight our friend from 24 7 sports and cbs sports digital jonathan lifeite will be dropping by and sharing with us all the latest coming out of the acc including commissioner john swafford has just had a teleconference And we'll share some of the thoughts he had about the restart of ACC Sports for the fall. All that's coming up. And if you want to ask Jonathan Lifehite questions about ACC Sports, hey, hit us up, 803-816-1170. We'll get those questions answered when we come right back on our ACC Spotlight on this, The Y'all Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining, and bloating again and again. No way. Maybe it's occasional constipation. Maybe it's not. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Maybe it's not occasional constipation. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. You may be able to talk to a doctor online. Visit linzess.com, sponsored by Allergan and Ironwood. A sad week for fans of Georgia Tech as one of the legendary players off of Bobby Dodd's 1950 teams who went on to be a head coach at the Institute, Pepper Rogers, passing away over the last few days. We'll have more on that passage in just a second. Welcome back into the Y'all Show. It's our ACC Spotlight, Jonathan Lifehite of the 24-7 Sports Network and CBS Sports Digital on to talk all things Atlantic Coast Conference. And Jonathan, welcome back into the program. We'll start off with John Swafford, ACC Commissioner. At the end of the last week, he held a little teleconference with members of the media talking about what he expects 
in the fall of 2020, and he expects, Jonathan, football to be played, but is preparing for the worst. Are you happy with the fact that he came out and at least said something, and then I'll kind of go into a little bit more about what he was saying yeah, you know, I was glad to see that, uh, you know, at least they started to put forth, you know, some kind of a kind of movement forward. I mean, the silence has kind of been deafening and nobody it, it's allowed a lot of speculation to kind of to kind of get going. It's good to see them, you know, kind of start to move forward. But, you know, in their defense, in terms of, of why things haven't been said, there really just hasn't been enough information and in how things are going to develop and how, you know, how it's going to go over the summertime. Um, is really kind of, you know, up in the air. So there's a lot of unanswered questions. And so I, you know, kind of see where, you know, at this point they expect that there will be football, but they're just not 100% sure because we just don't know what, it, you know, the, the com- a lot of the country is starting to open things back up. And will that result in a flare-up in, in cases? Will that result in something else? Uh, it's just really not clear at this point. Now, one of the reasons Swafford may have actually came out and said something here is, Jonathan, hard to believe, but we're at that point of the year where the ACC holds its spring conference, where they where they usually gather in Amelia Island, Florida, right? Yeah, that's their typical uh, typical gathering point. That all the uh, all the athletic directors and and uh, presidents and whatnot all get together and kind of have talk through the state of things and kind of where they're headed, what they want to do. And, you know, they'll have different things on the agenda. Yeah. Well, not able to do that this year, but the conference commissioner Swafford, again, addressing questions from members of the media. And he wrote, he actually pointed out there's more questions than answers. Swafford said, we're going into this year with the anticipation of playing at this point in time. Most all of us in our institutions are indicating that they intend to open in various fashions as we go into the fall but there's a lot of that can happen between now and then. And this decision, he says, could become early to mid-July about the upcoming season. That gives the conference roughly seven to eight more weeks to map out a plan. And Commissioner Swafford said the league has put together a COVID-19 medical advisory committee to keep the university presidents and conference staffers abreast of the latest developments with the disease. Also to advise, to devise protocols for a return of sports now one of the members of this group is a duke medical professor dr cameron wolf and he will help determine the risk factors associated with a return what protocols will be needed to protect everyone involved and a plan for what happens if a player coach or support staff member tests positive for the virus now there's different plans here that the acc is looking at they've got a plan a they've got a plan b and as Commissioner Swaffer says, life is often a plan B. So if a plan A doesn't work, then you go to plan B. Well, we're going to have to be ready for a plan C and a plan D. A lot of yeah. things in play here. Yeah, and probably E and F as well, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's just, uh, there's just so many unanswered questions. Uh, you know, I mentioned that earlier, and he, and Swafford echoes that. They still have far more questions than answers. Uh, so they're going to have to have a lot of contingencies on the table as we head into head into June and July. And some of these different plans include the fact that all sports are played as they're scheduled to in the 2020-2021 academic year. That would you could call that Plan A. Plan B. You have an abbreviated football schedule. This is where we've talked before about having only a conference yep. slate. And a plan C, no football season, but basketball and spring sports are played as normal. And then you've got D all sports canceled for the year and if that happens likely all colleges are canceled at least on campus 
classes probably canceled for the entire upcoming school year. Yeah, and I already know there are some states that are already saying, you know, kind of weighing in on they will or won't be on campus. I believe California has come out and said there will not be students on campus in the fall. Um, and I believe Florida Florida has come out and says there will be. So uh, the interesting thing as to how all this goes is going to be what's going to happen, you know, within a conference if one state says we're going and the other one says we're not. Hmm. Um, and then and then even across conferences, you're going to have, you know, uh, different differing views could potentially have differing views on on what should and shouldn't be should happen. And, and it's going to it's going to be real interesting to see how all of it plays out, you know. Um, and the other piece to that is, is there are some areas that are harder hit and need to take stronger measures than others. And, and is it really fair for them to, you know, to kind of bear the brunt or, or not? So, uh, a lot of, lot of kind of unanswered questions that we still have going into the, into the summer. All right. And again, you can go to Jonathan's website, cbssportsdigital.com, as well as the 24-7 Sports Network and keep up with all this. Of course, it's not just the ACC right now trying to make a plan and, and act upon a plan. Every Essentially, every major college out here and every conference also having to make these tough decisions or if they're not making them they're coming up with the different plans as we just mentioned as the acc's doing it and one of these days they're going to have to act on one of the plans they come up with jonathan our next subject here is the death of pepper rogers now pepper rogers a native atlantan he actually went to high school at brown high school won a state championship in 1949 and then went on over to North Avenue where he played a little sports for Georgia Tech, played football for Bobby Dodd where he was a backup quarterback and a place kicker and ended up helping Georgia Tech to an undefeated 1952 season and a share of the national championship that year as they got a big Sugar Bowl win over Ole Miss in a great 1952 season and then ended up having a great career at the Institute from Georgia Tech, he went on to be a coaching guy for a long time, an assistant coach in the ranks before ultimately becoming head coaches at Kansas, UCLA, and then back at his alma mater at Georgia Tech before going into the professional ranks where he coached both the Memphis Showboats of the USFL and the Memphis Mad Dogs. I think that was a CFL team for one season. And then he was an administrative assistant at the Washington Redskins for a number of years. Pepper Rogers dying this week at the age of 88. Jonathan, your thoughts on this Georgia Tech great? Well, he was, uh, I tell you, if there's one thing that you could say about him was he was quite a character. And uh, um, you, you should just, I mean, you, you talk to the folks that, that knew him and were around him and the stories they could tell, you know, about different things. Uh, you know, one, one story that came out, uh, and this was in, in a different era at a different time, but apparently after a game in Air Force, a flight got delayed. So he went out and bought his entire team like four kegs of beer and, and they just threw themselves a little party, and, you know, and that's the type of thing. If you, uh, if you were there on campus, uh, he had Ann Margaret show up at uh, practice one at one point, uh, uh, there <laughs> going on. And, uh, uh, and he was also known for, for running a wishbone. So, uh, uh, it, it was just, uh, he, he just had quite, quite a character, um, uh, and he a legend in Memphis for the work he did trying to get them an NFL franchise. And then, of course, you mentioned the USFL and the, and the CFL. Uh, and then, of course, on, on to, uh, Washington, but uh, a great coach, uh, uh just a, a colorful, colorful, uh, a wonderful man. 
and uh, a real uh, real legend in that Georgia Tech uh, history. Yeah, in his college career, he coached Kansas to an Orange Bowl berth, and they finished in the top 10 back in the 1968 season. A remarkable job in his second year there in Lawrence, Kansas. Then he went to the Pac-8 at that time and led UCLA to two eight and three seasons and a nine and two seasons. And as a result of his work there in Pasadena, he ended up getting a job at Georgia Tech, his alma mater, where he coached a total of six years on the flats. Jonathan, he didn't do all that well at Georgia Tech. Really only two winning seasons, one bowl berth in 78, and then after going four, six, and one in 79, uh... They made a change. Yeah, they did. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really kind of want to say a lot of that wasn't all his fault. Um, uh, Georgia Tech did a really poor job in the 70s of kind of managing their uh, their uh, their facilities. Um, they also had an administration that was a little less uh, friendly to football at that point um, that viewed it kind of as a distraction from the main, main uh, goal of the campus, which, you know, was more academics. Um, and so a lot of, a lot of what happened with Pepper was, is that he was a, kind of a victim of a, of a program that had de-emphasized some things and weren't putting the resources into the program. And, and that showed up, you know, with, in terms of what he could do. He still recruited some incredible players. Uh, you know, Eddie Lee Ivory, uh, was a player that came Kent Hill. Uh, uh, Drew Hill. There was a uh, just a number of them that uh, that all went through through the program and, and ended up in the NFL and, and did quite well for themselves. And remember, Georgia Tech of the mid to late seventies, when Pepper Rogers was the head coach, was an independent in college football. That, that is correct, and that had to be a tough thing scheduling Georgia Tech football at that time. They did make it to the one Peach Bowl, Jonathan, in the 1978 Peach Bowl played at Atlanta Fulton County Stadium. Do you know the opponent? Uh, Purdue. That's right. Georgia Tech. Led by, uh, led by quarterback Mark Herman. How about that? And Purdue won that game 41-21 against the homestanding Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. In that that game was uh, actually played on Christmas Day before about 20,000 fans. Um, that was... Uh, that was probably uh, Georgia Tech was probably responsible for saving the Peach Bowl as a result of that because they were in danger of getting decertified as a bowl game, uh, and uh, it was really kind of Pepper and his wife that convinced a lot of folks to invest and put some money in tickets in order to keep the, the game alive, and it then went on to become kind of uh, one of the preeminent bowls in the in the country. And it's now one of the New Year's Six bowls for sure. So great job, Pepper Rogers, in a career that on and off the field was doing his best to improve the game jonathan i don't know if you're familiar with pff college but that's a website that kind of looks at all kind of nfl draft analysis and they also kind of dive into college football's talk topics from time to time and they've just come out with something that i think it's legit i think somebody really did this but according to pff college they wrote, after 10,000 simulations of the college football season, the chance to win the ACC, according to PFF College, they've got Clemson at 94%, UNC and Miami at 1%, and I guess everybody else is less than 1%. I guess some kind of uh, electronic game simulation shows that Clemson's got a 94% chance to repeat as AC champ, ACC champs. What do you think of that? Uh, that does not surprise me one, one, one bit. They have recruited at an incredibly high level, uh, and they have been coaching at a high level. So, uh, they've certainly earned that kind of a, that kind of a, of a, of a favorite, favorite status. 
Well, now the question is for sure is, okay, Clemson, let's say they get to the championship game. Who are they going to play this year? Well, the ACC network has just tweeted out something from ESPN, and it's the chance to win the ACC Coastal Division here in 2020. And a reminder that over the last seven years, all seven teams from the Coastal have actually won the division. And Jonathan, in the latest ESPN FPI index of the chance to win the ACC Coastal of 2020, the Hokie Birds at 49%, the UNC Tar Heels at 34%, and then everybody else from Miami, Pitt, Duke, Georgia Tech, and Virginia are all 5% or less. Is Virginia Tech really going to come back strong here this year? No, I, I'm, I'm of the opinion that they will not. So uh, I, I've been, been pretty conv- well convinced that they are uh, significantly overrated. I think uh, I think a lot of folks are giving them too much credence. I, I am not sold on uh, the the work that Justin Fuente has done he's had a lot of turnover in players and uh and I just don't know that they're they're the ones I would probably put uh, North Carolina as the favorite at this point how about that uh, followed by probably followed by Miami but uh, my even Miami I'm not so sure about given their uh given their offense okay again this is according to ESPN the chance to win the coastal They've got Virginia Tech at 49% and the Tar Heels at 34% and everybody else just barely registering. And lastly, Jonathan, as we move over from the gridiron to the hard court, an independent panel has ruled on an NC State recruitment case as the NCAA on Monday said that a case involving alleged recruiting infractions at state will go through an independent investigation process created for complex cases. Now, this case involves a recruitment of former NC State star Dennis smith jr the ncaa has charged nc state with four violations including former head coach mark goffrey being charged individually under the provision of head coach responsibility for violations within his program so this goes back a number of years but other assistants also under the ncaa crosshairs and more this thing could get ugly jonathan here we go with another acc basketball program in bad hot water with the ncaa yeah, and uh, the the sad part for NC State is is they're probably not high enough in stature to actually uh, uh, be able to fight this off. Uh, there are certain programs that seem to be protected. Uh, guess what, NC State, you're not one of them. <laughs> they have kind of dropped off, and I know they may have had an outside chance of getting a March Madness berth here this last year, but they've come a long way since the Valvano days of the 80s and yep. just kind of – I, w- I would say thank goodness for them for Wake Forest falling off a cliff here in recent years, yeah. and even UNC this past year fell off a cliff. Do you, do you remember that uh, the the ACC used to have the Thursday night play in game when it was a nine nine conference uh, uh, champ uh, nine conference uh, team uh, league? I don't remember that. I remember as a kid, I would come home on that Friday that the ACC yeah. tournament started, and those were the days of syndication. And it was the only time college basketball came on on a Friday. And I remember coming home and watching that, even though I wasn't necessarily a huge ACC fan. It was just fun to watch college basketball. That was before ESPN was even available for country boys like me who didn't have satellite or cable. And so, you know what I'd do? I'd watch that tournament, and then I'd run out in the yard and shoot basketball all day. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, when they added Florida State, that I made it a nine-team, so they had to have a play-in game. And uh, that playing game actually became uh, uh, kind of uh, derisively known as the Les Robinson Invitational uh, in, 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 uh, in honor of the NC State coach, uh, Les Robinson. So you're talking about them 
falling off a cliff. Uh, that was uh, that was kind of where it started. Oh, Les. Now let's not pick on Les too bad. He he did better than some of his successors there in Raleigh. And of course, Les Robinson played for the Wolfpack as a player, and then yep. went on to be the athletic director after Dick Sheridan left NC State as the athletic director. So, how about me bringing the NC State heat here today, Jonathan? <laughs> there you go. And of course, I'm a proud son of an NC State alum, therefore I know some of that information. There you go. All right, Jonathan, thank you very much, and we look forward to chatting with you. Not next week. We're going to be off the air all of next week with Encore, so we'll see you back here in two weeks. How does that sound? Sounds awesome to me. And you can make the official announcement in two weeks whether we'll have ACC football in 2020 or not. How about that? Yeah, you can you can attempt to have me do that. <laughs> Jonathan Leifite. We've got another hour of the Y'all Show coming up. Precious Harris has all the news from Nashville. Stay tuned. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <laughs> Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Keeping your distance from others is important in slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are some fun things to do alone. Read a book. Take a walk. Unpack your suitcase from that trip you took last September. Paint a self-portrait. Catch up on a TV series. Do a puzzle. Remember, we should all stay home to lower the risk for everyone. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Whether you're essential or you're just one of the regular folks like me, we're glad that you have tuned in for another hour of the Y'all Show as we begin this second hour of our middle-of-the-week fun. We'll remind you, coming up in the next segment, we're going to go right straight to Nashville, Davidson County, Tennessee, and Precious Harris is right there waiting on Music Row, and she's going to have her latest Nashville Music Line report. We'll find out what's going on in country music from the home of Music City, USA. All that coming up in the next segment of Y'all. We begin this second hour with hashtag Blue, And this is that special place where social media, and that means Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, they all kind of come together, and our staff here culls the best from those three avenues of communication and we share some of the fun stuff and educational stuff with you here on the Y'all Show hashtag Hullabaloo. We start out this hashtag Hullabaloo fun today thanks to Robin Canadu. And Robin is at Robin L. Canadu. That's R-A-R-O-B-I-N-L-C-A-N-O-D-E. Robin is an actress, a mom, a scientist, a cake baker extraordinaire, a lover of road trips, and she likes antique shopping and is also a coffee addict. I would say we know a lot about Robin now that we've seen her, her profile. She's also on Instagram, Robin Canado on, on Instagram. And she writes this week, 
and it includes a photo there at instagram my hair has grown crazy fast during this lockdown and i'm not mad about it hashtag red hair hashtag hair vibes hashtag scottish jeans hashtag southern girl also hashtag sassy she's getting pretty pretty frequent with all these hashtags but robin yeah that's a good looking head of red hair you got there her hair gone crazy during this lockdown and she's not mad about it that's really the best attitude you could have in fact one of the things that i may have mentioned before that i've been doing a lot as we all are is we're goofing off watching instagram not watching i'm I'm sorry watching youtube channel maybe more than ever and also some of the premium movie streaming and tv show streaming services hulu or perhaps netflix some of you might have showtime or hbo on demand i happen to see on youtube somehow or another i don't follow conan o'brien but robin your fellow red hair your your follow your fellow redhead and your fellow i guess i think conan's definitely irish and not scottish but the scotch and the irish they a lot of them have red hair and so conan also is kind of let his hair really go out of control during this shutdown he lives in california and so i guess you you certainly can't go get a haircut while you're on lockdown in the los angeles area but Robin, I think you're here somewhere in the south, although I don't know exactly where you're located. But you have the right attitude. There are some states that you can now go get your hair cut, but you're okay, as you say, letting your hair go crazy. And it's grown crazy fast, as you say, during this lockdown. I actually, and you might have seen it on our Y'all TV features on y'all.com, in the last couple of days, I rewarded myself. I found a place where i could go get my hair cut for the first time in a couple of months and let me tell you in case you haven't been into a beauty salon since the pandemic started chances are you're going to experience what i experienced okay no matter where you are in the south so here's the deal when you go in and get your hair cut this is what you're likely going to find the haircut place i went to required a virtual check-in so they have an app i happen to go to a national chain but it's pretty low it's located really all over the country i don't want to plug them here today because they're not giving me any pesos to plug them but a lot of these places you can get your hair cut are national chains now and it's not walmart it's not walmart where i get my hair cut but they have a virtual check-in of which they've had this for a long time i just didn't pay it any attention i liked how i could just walk in and get the first available stylist or if i knew someone that did a good job before if they were working that day i could just wait for them if if i didn't have to wait very long but they are requiring now at this particular place and i bet you most of the beauty salons are really looking to go this way because it just makes a lot of sense it keeps a lot of people from storming into the beauty salons and barber shops and hanging around for an hour or two breathing and and sharing germs when they they could be in their car and not bothering anybody and nobody bothering them so you do the virtual check-in and it gives you in my case it said about 90 minutes would be the time where someone would be available to cut my hair so i i checked on it and i said yep sign me up and about 90 minutes later and and to the barbershop's credit 90 minutes later i show up and i walk in i tell them who i am and they say great your stylist will be ready in two minutes 
So I didn't even have to go back outside. But what I did have to do is they had the dispenser of hand sanitizer and I loaded up on some hand sanitizer and they also had a little box of face coverings and you had to put on a face mask a covering to even sit down in the chair to get your hair cut that's a little weird because how in the world are they going to cut your hair if you're wearing a face guard as i as we all did the stylists were all wearing masks and all the customers were wearing masks and I, i bring this up to you in case you haven't been into a salon in the last two weeks this is what you're likely going to see for the next couple of months no matter where you are in the south i think it's a requirement for these people to even be able to open back up so i go in i sit down i mean the good news is i didn't have to wait for an hour as some of us have to do when we go try to get a haircut and i I got in the chair she cut my hair the two biggest differences when you're actually in the chair getting your ears lowered is she left the mask on the whole time and when she got around my ears to cut the hair there, then she gently pulled the string off my ears to be able to cut above my ear. So the mask, the string from that was kind of in the way, but she was very careful to only lower it just a, just a tad off my ear to be able to cut around my ear. And then the other big thing is I love when I go get a haircut to make sure they do a complete job. And a real complete job at a barber shop, at least, is for them to shave your neck, okay? Not with an electric trimmer, a clipper, but I'm talking about old school razor blade shaving the neck. It's so therapeutic, and I think it does the best job of making your neck look really good. The back of your 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 head, the back, and this particular chain does not even do that i knew that going into it but boy i I like my good old school barbers that will shave with a real razor blade your neck that's something special i think everybody should experience that male or female at least once in their life it's it's pretty neat especially when they rock you way back there and they they make it uh make it it's 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 actually enjoyable i'm not even one for massages but this is kind of like a massage and it, it feels so good so the the thing they didn't do that they would normally do here is they did not trim my eyebrows. She said that she was not allowed to touch my face. So eyebrows would be, I guess, considered part of your face. So I asked her, I said, well, do you see any problems with my eyebrows? She said, no, your eyebrows are in pretty good shape. When I got back home, I did pull out my little clippers and I, I did a little small trim on the eyebrows. Because let's be honest, y'all, eyebrows... You need to maintain your eyebrows and guys don't even think about that aspect sometimes. And then you end up being like the LA Lakers star that used to play for the Kentucky Wildcats and the New Orleans Pelicans and uh, the unibrow is who I'm talking about. And, And you don't want to be like the unibrow. You need to have good separation. You need to socially distance your two brows. No browsing allowed between the left and right brow. Let's let's have a dividing line between there. But also, make sure you don't have any crazy wild hairs in each of your brows. And that's why you need to trim it. That's why, in most circumstances, my barber would often just go across. It doesn't take them five seconds to make your eyebrows nice and neat. That's for guys. Girls, we know how, uh, gosh, uh, when uh, and I feel for women. Women who go get their hair cut, 
they plop down about $200 a lot of times to get their hair cut. And mixed in with that, they get their eyebrows nice and pretty. We don't quite get that kind of special eyebrow treatment when you're at a barbershop, but at least they will trim it up good enough for you, good enough for government work. But that was my experience, and I just wanted to share it with you. I also did something I don't normally do. I I actually, and I'm, I'm not telling you this to brag, I'm just telling this to remind you, most of our hairstylists, just like a lot of industries, they didn't work for two months. So when you go in and you get your ears lowered, please try to tip generously. And I did that last week. I did many, many dollars more than I would normally tip. And it just was the right thing to do. And and, and she did a good job, too. And so that it's, it's a lot easier to tip whenever they do a good job. But tip double of the amount that you would normally tip. That's my that's my little friendly advice to you if you get a chance. Monique Presley. She is also on Instagram at Monique Presley. She's also on Twitter at Monique Presley. Monique Presley, a motivator, a legal analyst, a political commentator, a crisis manager, an attorney, teacher, and a preacher. In fact, I've seen Monique Presley on Fox News. She's been a contributor there with her legal analysis, and you might have seen Monique Presley on there. She's on Twitter and Instagram this week, not because of her legal analysis, but because she's got something to say about food. She's got a delicious picture of this food spread, and I'll tell you what it is. As Manuke writes on Twitter and Instagram, from Texas, yes, but all my roots in Louisiana, hashtag Creole, hashtag red beans and rice, hashtag fried shrimp, and hashtag southern girl and sure enough it's a delicious combination i have not seen maybe this is a creole way of doing it monique but i've not seen red beans and rice combined with fried shrimp two things that i really and i bet you y'all do too two things we here in the south adore red beans and rice especially in louisiana and then fried shrimp and to mix them together in one dish looks delicious and monique presley when you're back on fox news contributing with your legal analysis perhaps just before going on air you'll enjoy another serving of this red beans and rice meats fried shrimp and you'll do a darn good job with your legal analysis there monique presley thank you for sharing that here on today's y'all show and uh, i guess after seeing this red beans and rice the best i can do is run down to my local popeye's Boy, they got some good red beans and rice, don't they? I just made up my supper plans for sure. Mandy Peacock is on Twitter at Mandy P underscore Realtor. As Mandy is a Realtor with Coldwell Banker, and she also specializes in historical properties. She says, my passions other than real estate are decorating, antiquing, and anything Southern. Well, Mandy, something tells me you just might like this here y'all show. Mandy writes on Twitter this week, This is the best time of the year for a southern garden. Gardenias and magnolias. Hashtag the south. Hashtag southern home. And she's got great images there on Twitter of her, again, southern garden that includes magnolias and gardenias. All right, bear with me. This may be a little bit old news for some of you. I think most of us know exactly what a magnolia tree is. It's the official state tree of Mississippi and Louisiana, and they're located all over the country. A lot of magnolia trees at the White House in Washington, D.C. They're they're so 
majestic and love it when magnolia trees have the the flowering blooms that come out which i still don't know when that happens it seems like a lot of times magnolia trees and the the flowering portion of magnolias happens late summer i think i'm right on that maybe it depends on where in the south they're located but that's magnolias i want to talk to you about gardenias and i apologize if this is repetitive for some of you but i'm a guy that evidently did not be i was not hatched and had a green thumb upon my birthing what the heck is a gardenia a word a lot of us have heard but what exactly is a gardenia it is a genus of flowering plants in the coffee family how about that it is native to the tropical and sub subtropical regions of africa asia madagascar and the pacific islands the genus was named by Carl Linnaeus and John Ellis after Dr. Alexander Garden, who was a Scottish-born American naturalist. How about that? So gardenias come from a guy named Garden, not necessarily the garden out there where you got your corn and tomatoes growing. Dr. Alexander Garden, a Scottish-born American naturalist and the namesake of gardenias. See, I bet you a lot of you didn't know that. In hot climates, gardenias grow best with morning sun and afternoon shade. In cooler areas, they can tolerate full sun, especially if their roots are covered with organic mulch. Gardenias growing in containers need bright light or filtered shade with no direct sun. So some of you grow gardenias indoors in pots. Some of you have it outside. And in case of Mandy Peacock, who we're crediting here with bringing up the ideas of gardenias today... She says, this is the best time of year for a southern garden, which includes magnolias and gardenias. And there is your gardenia report here on today's Y'all Show. See, you learn something every time we have hashtag hullabaloo. Up next is a GIF. And someone shared this the other day. It caught my eye. And this is a little religious, but I thought it was well written and well worth sharing. And this GIF says, If you're going to believe everything you read, then start reading your Bible. (laughs) Kind of says it all, doesn't it? If you're going to start believing everything you read, then start reading your Bible. Amen to that. Victoria Monday is on Twitter. Her last name is spelled M-U-N-D-A-E. Victoria Monday on Twitter at V-M-U-N-D-A-E. And Victoria, a paranormal personage and investigator, bordering on stand-up comedian with a smidge of Disney princes rolled up in a ball of sunshine. And she is the founder of Wildwood Paranormal. What in the world am I about to share, courtesy of Victoria Monday, on today's Y'all Show? Is this going to make me stay up all night scared? Well, let's give Victoria a benefit of the doubt. Let's see what she writes here this week. She writes, it's just something you learn to deal with here. Stay out of the floodwaters. Not to mention, you can't see what you're walking on. Might step in or on down wires that are hot, still flow electricity. Hashtag the South. Laughing out loud. Stay safe and healthy. So what she's insinuating here, here in the South, we do have flooding. And we have other problems with Mother Nature. And don't forget especially if you've got a bad windstorm that passes through your area and you've got down power lines, those power lines are still, they still have electricity flowing through them. So stay away, stay safe and healthy. 
Victoria Monday says, and that is our public service announcement from this bordering on stand-up comedian, Victoria Monday. That's really not funny. You're being serious when you say this, but that's a very good point, especially now that we've got summertime staring right at us and we have the potential for bad storms and bad winds passing through your area. Be extra careful when you see that kind of down power line in your neighborhood. Speaking of Mother Nature, let's go to Atlanta. Let's go to the mayor of Atlanta, Georgia, Mayor LaToya Cantrell. She's on Twitter at Mayor Cantrell. I'm sorry, she's not in Atlanta. She's in New Orleans. Let's see. Atlanta's mayor, I'm doing this off memory, is Mayor Keisha Bottoms. So I apologize, Mayor Bottoms. I confused you with Mayor LaToya Cantrell of New Orleans. Here's what the mayor of New Orleans says on her official Twitter account at Mayor Cantrell. She writes, the city of New Orleans is a city of yes, open to all. And then she writes, what's your COVID-19 hurricane plan? Let's get prepared. Pack a go bag with what you need to evacuate, like clothes, important documents, personal items, and extra medication. So, yeah, in New Orleans, where they, of course, had Katrina in 2005, and they've had brushes with other hurricanes there in Mayor Cantrell's town, It doesn't matter if you're in New Orleans or you're in some other town along the coast of the Gulf or Atlantic Ocean right now. We just saw here in the last couple of days a tropical storm, a A A-lettered tropical storm go across the outer banks of North Carolina. And we're not even to the official start of the hurricane season, which is June 1st. And yeah, it's easy to not even think about hurricanes as we're all dealing with coronavirus. But as Mayor LaToya Cantrell is quick to point out, and a very good job of her doing this, hey, how about this? Two back-to-back PSAs, one about not touching down power lines, and now the other one about if you live in an area that's prone for hurricanes, you need to have your hurricane plan in place now. And as Mayor LaToya Cantrell says, pack a go bag that's going to be ready to go that has things you need, like extra clothes, important documents, personal items, and extra medication. And that's a smart thing to have. If you live within an hour of any of our coastal areas, go get you a cheap bag. Go down to the local Dollar General if you need to. Get you a couple dollars worth of a bag. And even at the Dollar General, they sell things like T-shirts and underwear. Get you a couple of brand new pair of underwear and T-shirts. And get you a couple of other personal items, maybe an extra toothbrush, maybe some deodorant. Throw that into the bag. And then... Maybe more importantly, you won't need your important documents in a drawer at the house. Put it in this bag, this this kind of go-with-you, grab-and-go type bag, and those important documents will be with you if you have to evacuate quickly, 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 where you won't even be thinking about important documents. You'll have this bag ready to go, and that's a very smart thing to have. And just, as I said, just keep those important documents in this bag at all times, because if you need them at any other normal time where you don't have bad weather to deal with, at least you know where it's located and it'll be ready to go. So, and, and, of course, also extra medication. That's so important. If you're especially on anything prescribed, you want to make sure you have extra medication for that. If you're taking vitamins, like I said, Dollar General sells lots of vitamins. Go ahead and get a couple of extra bottles of whatever you're having and have that in your to-go bag as part of a COVID-19 hurricane plan very good information. Thank you, Mayor LaToya Cantrell in New Orleans 
the Big Easy. And lastly here, we have a tweet coming from Van Gogh, not Vince at Van Gogh, but V-A-N-G-O-H, at Van Going to Bed. <laughs> Van G-O-H-I-N-G to Bed. I like to cook, plant-based, mm, bad word, listen to tasteful music, and look at tasteful art. All this from Van Gogh. And Van Gogh writes on Twitter this week, where I live is honestly so beautiful. And Van Gogh's driving down the road and took a picture. I won't tell anybody, Van Gogh. You do a good job when you drive taking pictures. I'll be honest with you. But this particular picture, it looks like it might be from Virginia. And it's got mountains in the background. It's scenic route. And it's absolutely gorgeous. So if you have a chance, go to at Van Going to Bed and see the photo for yourself of this person that likes to cook plant-based things. Maybe the impossible whopper you have cooked, Van Gogh. And a good job, again, taking this picture while speeding down the highway of some area that's got mountains and as i said i think it's coming from virginia and that's a quick look at hashtag huddle blue here on this wednesday edition when we come back on music rose where you'll find precious harris and when we come back you'll find her right here on the y'all show as her nashville music line report is ready to be filed for this week and that's coming up next here on the show that's all about the south Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to Babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five. Do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hey, baby, let's go to Vegas. Kiss a single life goodbye. Baby, let's go to Vegas, bet on love and let it ride. Lying on the bank of the river, stars are dancing, Lord, it's hot. 
the star from Star, Faith Hill, here on the Y'all Show. Time for some country music talk, and I've got an update on what Faith Hill is doing. More importantly, what Faith Hill is doing today is a result of her daughter's great work. And we'll brag on Maggie, the daughter of Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, in just a moment. This is the time on the Y'all Show each week when we bring on Precious Harris, as Precious has everything on Music Row right under her wing. Precious is the author of I Know Country. That's got 366 daily country music questions and answers. You can go right now and instantly download your ebook copy of I Know Country at iknowcountry.com. Precious Harris is also a music career development consultant, and I've seen her firsthand work so closely with this up-and-coming talent on Music Row. And you can find out how Precious does her work in the music career development consulting business at her website, collegeofsongology.com. Also follow Precious's blog, nashvillemusicline.com. And each week at y'all.com, we have Precious's Nashville Music Line report posted on y'all.com. And we now bring on Precious with this week's Nashville Music Line report. Good day to you, Precious. Well, thank you. It's been a good day. I'm telling you, even though you might uh, hear me go... To keep, I had that dental work done earlier today in my bath a little uh-huh. So, <laughs> if you hear me talking funny, you're going to know why. Precious, you I'm talk funny. Precious, you talk funny. No dentist is going to change that. <laughs> I, I tell you. Now, today, today, Precious, you might be having to take a break from the dental chair to tune in CMT because all throughout the day, there's a TV marathon called Feed the Frontline Live. And these is this is a fundraiser where the funds will help feed essential workers and those impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. You have a lot of live at-home performances airing throughout the mealtimes today, starting this morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. And you can tune in right when you get your belly aching for a meal. Tune in to CMT and also go to CMT's Facebook and YouTube channels, and you'll be able to see some of these great performances of all kinds of big stars like faith hill and there's a reason faith hill got recruited to perform here and we'll tell you why also performing is a avril levine you got billy ray cyrus brad paisley brett young carly pierce cassidy pope also charlie warsham chase rice grace potter also jimmy allen john pardee jordan davis kelsey ballerini kenny chesney kip moore also you have scotty mccreary cheryl crow and a guy named Tim McGraw, also joined by a lot of other singers as part of, again, this thing going on CMT today, throughout the day, as it's Feed the Frontline Live, presented by CMT. And you'll be seeing all these artists performing from their own friendly confines of their home. And Precious, what's really neat about this is one of the kind of instrumental people behind this project is the vice president of Feed the Frontline's Nashville chapter, one Maggie McGraw, the daughter of Faith Hill and Tim McGraw. Yeah, I think Maggie was their firstborn. She, I think she's their firstborn. She was born, I can tell you, almost to the day when she was born. She was born either late November or December of 97 or early 98. So she's about 22 years old now. Okay. And she, she might, no, they, they had three really quick, three girls. Okay. See, they've got three girls. Alan Jackson's got three girls. Garth Brooks got three girls. Uh, so there's several. Trace Atkins got three girls. <laughs> so it's like double indemnity, so to speak. So you go triple, actually. But uh, yeah, it, it, 
when you think about it, you're like, a lot of, you know, a lot of it's not uncommon to have three girls or three boys, whatever. But to have that many country artists have that many girls, you know, it's almost like everybody that had the big hits in the 90 that, you know, now you got an overabundance of beautiful girls who can sing really well. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, Miss Maggie, she's really, um, and very much for her. I mean, she's, of course, Tim and Faith have always been big charity workers with St. Jude's and other things that they've been a part of. But they've also instilled it in their kids, too, which is a good thing. Yeah. But I was very happy when I found out that little Maggie had uh, grown up to be um, like her mom and her dad and given back. She was born Maggie McGraw, August of 1998. So she's currently right around 21 years old, actually educated at Stanford University. So she is Mm -hmm. a smarty pants. In fact, Precious, I haven't seen Maggie McGraw in about 20 years or so. Do you know the last time I saw her where she was? Probably in a stroller. (laughs) No, she wasn't in a stroller. I ran into the McGraw family when I went to the McDonald's in Franklin, Tennessee, as Maggie was in the playground area of the McDonald's right there off of Highway 96. Oh, wow. That's a good story. It is a good story. A lot's changed, but it was really cool to see Tim McGraw and Faith Hill hanging out, like a lot of parents, at the McDonald's playground back in the 1999-2000 timeline. But anyway, Maggie now all grown up and, again, putting on this very special thing that hopes to deliver lots of meals and raise a lot of money as CMT is airing this very special thing today, Feed the Frontline live moving on to more stories in country music hey we're about to have a new album come out at the end of the month wild world that's kip moore and that is going to be it's he's made a documentary about the weeks leading up to the release of this new album wild world the documentary is called seven days at the rock and it shows kip moore in self-isolation at his rock climbing facility in red river gorge kentucky the facility is called bedrock And in this documentary, Kip Moore plays music and reflects on how the current pandemic affected him and the recording of this In the Wild Sessions acoustic series. So where in the world is Red River Gorge, Kentucky? And tell me more about Kip Moore's new album. I don't know. (laughs) You are supposed to be like the the governor of Kentucky. I know. Honestly, it is an it's an Eastern Kentucky. Oh, Um, we don't we don't consider Eastern Kentucky like real Kentucky. Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, you do. Eastern Kentucky, you got a very much a mix over there. You've got a little bit of Appalachian, then you got a little bit of the uh, the you know the upper crust where the horses are in Lexington, toward the eastern part, which is what, where they get the bluegrass state. From. That's where the bluegrass is all up in the uh, from Lexington over in that area going toward. You go straight out of Lexington, straight shot up, you're going to hit Cincinnati. So uh, did you did you say Cincinnati? Part. Say what? Did you say Cincinnati? Cincinnati. I thought most yeah. Kentuckians called it Cincinnati. Well, I used to do that, <laughs> but uh, I was actually many years ago. There is somebody that played for the Cincinnati Bengals, and uh, uh, had said, "What did you call it?" And I said it, and he goes, uh, "I think." He said, are you from Kentucky? And I went, yeah. He goes, I should have known. And he starts <laughs> laughing. He said, yeah. He said, I can tell people the way that they pronounce Cincinnati Bengals or Cincinnati or uh-huh. Cincy. You know, where you're exactly where you're from as far as the, as the atlas goes in the area there around Cincinnati. And uh, it was Mike Reed. 
Oh, Mike Reed, the former Cincinnati Bengal player. Mm-hmm. How about that's it. that? And a great country music singer and songwriter. Kip Moore, by the way, he is not from Eastern Kentucky. He is a Georgia boy born in Tifton, Georgia, and just turned 40 years old this year. The guy who's had a couple of singles out that were pretty big, Young Love, and I'm to blame Kip Moore, again, getting his rock climbing skills on in Eastern Kentucky's Red River Gorge at Bedrock there, and you can check out this documentary. Seven Days at the Rock will be available to watch on Outside TV, and that's going to be available Next week, May 28th, it will debut at 9 Eastern on all major streaming platforms and devices, including Roku and Samsung TV Plus, again, on Outside TV. And Moore is releasing a single called Red, White, Blue, Jean, American Dream from this new album, Wild World. So get ready for a Kip Moore music, everybody. Precious, I don't know about you, but this guy did a really cool thing last week and it got a lot of national attention and kudos to him. I want to get your take on what Keith Urban did around Watertown, Tennessee, which is in Wilson County around Lebanon. But Keith Urban literally played a free concert to all of the people working at Vanderbilt Medical Center as they've been working on the coronavirus there and he put on a benefit concert a performance there free for the people who were able to come out and they went to a drive-in theater there in this area east of nashville and keith urban was the first person that we're aware of that actually has put on a concert at a drive-in movie theater and he did all this at the stardust drive-in theater there just outside of lebanon tennessee i don't know who's the one that had decided to do it uh, but I know that he had he has been very much a part of the, the the scenery in Nashville for the past eight weeks, trying to help out as every bit he can with the COVID going on. Him and Nicole was really taken to this area. So I was very I'm not surprised to see him do that. Uh, apparently, I had uh, the Stardust Theater did take a break to get some remodeling about three or four years ago, the drive in theater. It's the closest one to Nashville, and they had, re, you know, fixed it up, made sure it was able to play movies again. So uh, I had forgotten that it was there because last time I heard they had shut it down to uh, upkeep. But I was very proud of Mr. Keep it, and he was the first one. And uh, believe me, if I would have got wind of that earlier, I would have snuck my butt out there somehow, some way, mother <laughs> or not. Yeah, it was a great thing. I saw, I think, CBS Morning, their morning show gave that a lot of credit here over the weekend, and Keith Urban doing a great thing for, again, the people working at Vanderbilt Medical Center, one of the leaders fighting coronavirus here in the southeast. Precious, a quick look at the top five Billboard Country Airplay chart. Checking in this week at number five, Travis Denning, and after a few, Thomas Rhett featuring John Pardees at number four with Beer Can't Fix. Blake Shelton and his little sweetheart, Gwen Stefani, are at number three, Nobody But You. Luke, it's actually a great week to team up with somebody. Luke Combs and Eric Church check in at number two. Does to me and Morgan Wallen's Chasing You is the number one song on the Billboard Country Airplay Top 5 for this week. Chasing You hits number one on this week's Country Airplay, and it's Morgan Wallen's third in a row top chopper, chart topper. Morgan Mm co-wrote Chasing You with fellow Big Loud songwriters Craig Wiseman and Jamie Moore. His new single, More Than My Hometown, goes to country radio next week. So congratulations to Yeah, he had a, yeah, he had a birthday last week, too, I think, the 13th. Hmm. Big times for Morgan Wallen. Hey, we got a trivia question. We're going to take a break, come back and answer it. And we actually have a Runaway June update. Big news for that act. 
The question we ask as we go to break, whose first country music single, Don't Think I Don't Care About It, was released to radio on this week in 2008? 12 years ago, who put that song out? And it kind of helped springboard a good country music career. And we'll have the answer to that when the Y'all Show comes right back. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Oh, what a great song, taking you back to the 1990s and the country group Diamond Rio. They got things going with Meat in the Middle and had a whole slew of country music hits throughout the 90s. There's a reason I'm playing Diamond Rio music. I'll tell you that reason in just a second. But as we are back on the Y'all Show, finishing up today's program, we have our country music insider with us, Precious Harris. It's the Nashville Music Line Report from Precious. And we ask a trivia question before the break. Now Precious is going to help us answer it. Whose first country single, Don't Think I Don't Care About It, was released to Country Music Radio this week? May 20th, 2008 was when this thing came out. Precious, who put that song out? It was Darius Rucker. I didn't say Hootie put this song out. I said (laughs) who put this song out. Yeah, Mr. Darius. And I have a cute story about Mr. Darius. You go for it. Okay. I was in Memphis at uh, a benefit for Make-A-Wish Foundation, and it was a huge, I mean, hooting the, he was, he was still hooting the blowfish back then, uh, and wasn't even near, this was like 98, 99, so he was at the height of his success, and I was there with an act that was on curb called Jim Austin, and uh, they were doing bids on stuff, you know, to make money on the silent auction, and I was standing behind him. And I, in the top bid to send a, a, a little girl uh, on a cruise, and she was terminal. Uh, you know, what they do. They make wishes come true for kids with terminal illnesses. And her, uh, she wanted to be on a Disney cruise, and it was $3,000 for her family to go on that cruise. And it said, you know, the bid, 3000 to help make this wish come true. So what had happened is I looked down, and he put Hootie. And the blowfish, $3,000, and made that wish come true. How about that? Yes, and I'm standing behind him. I never said anything. So fast forward uh, 10 years. And uh, anyway, in 2008, of course, remember this is like 1997, 98, so it was at least 10 years. Anyway, and and I was interviewing him, and after the interview, I said, you know what I remember about you the first time I met you? I said, you're not going to remember this because it was about 100 degrees and you were playing golf. And he starts laughing. He goes, I'm always playing golf. I said, but you giving that wish to that little girl for her family to go on the Disney cruise that was terminal. And he looked at me for a second and he goes, I said, we were to make a wish uh, event in Memphis, Tennessee. No, I said in Little Rock, it was Little Rock, Arkansas. Sorry. 
and but it was for the Memphis chapter because you know that's why we went from ten, from Nashville. And he goes, "How do you know that?" And I go, "I was standing behind you." <laughs> he starts laughing. <laughs> he goes, "I'm going to start looking around to see who's standing behind me next time." <laughs> oh man! I did the same thing. Keith Urban too, but I can't remember what the song was. Yeah, great job there, Darius Rucker, the University of South Carolina alumnus. Go Gamecocks. Yes. Hey, Precious, yes. this week, the Oak Ridge Boys' Joe Bonzel celebrating his 72nd birthday. Hey, also on Monday, George Strait celebrated his, what, 68th birthday? Yeah, 68 years old, George Strait. Yeah, he's years older than me. Yeah, yeah. David Nell also with a birthday this week. And today, Shooter Jennings, Waylon's son, celebrates his 41st birthday. John Party's got a birthday coming up Thursday. And then later in the week, you got Cody Johnson with a birthday. And then on the 22nd, Diamond Rio's Dana Williams has a big birthday. Now, speaking of Diamond Rio, this country music act was founded in 1982 as a band playing at the old Opryland USA theme park in Nashville, originally known as the Grizzly River Boys, then the Tennessee River Boys. And not to be confused with the Diamond REO, which is a hard rock band from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This this Diamond Rio actually was the name of an old truck. The Diamond Rio truck was the name of this truck before it went out of business a long time ago. And Diamond Rio ended up being signed by Tim Dubois at Arista Records and had, again, that first song that was out, Meet in the Middle, I Start Walking Your Way. And where we're going to meet, Precious? Uh... In the middle. No, we're going to meet in the middle, but but where specifically? We're gonna, where are we going to meet in the middle? Under what? Uh, a Georgia pine. Come on, Precious. That's it. Well, I was going to say an oak tree, but I was going to No, 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 no. <laughs> Precious, we got to work on your karaoke skills. But, yes, I Dana know. Williams, I who I think. And Dana's my friend. That's, a, you know, he, he and I, and we're, I know we're like talking about friends on Facebook, but he really is his personal page. I'm his friend because my, my one of my good friends, Shannon McCombs, and him host a show together sometimes. And when he needs a special guest, he'll bring her in. But I've known Dana since I was an intern in 1991. At Arista Records, I bet. At Arista, yeah, when they got signed. How about that? And, uh, yeah, they were the band. Well, I think Restless Heart was signed first, then they signed Diamond Rio. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, cause they got, Diamond Rio got their start at Opryland, or Shopryland as it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's a <laughs> sad thing that Opryland USA went the wayside many years ago all right precious wrapping up our conversation with you quick update on runaway june this is a country music act that started out as a trio then became a duo and evidently they're a trio again what say you precious on this well i mean i know they were going through some changes already because like i said i it was coming down the pike because we knew that one of the members um uh was you know i think it was just it's been five years since they came on the scene and, uh, you know, and I'm pretty sure that she's going to be doing other things and it will probably be announced later on, you know, uh, anyway, but, uh, they've got a, a, a fiddle player here, Natalie Stovall, and she is actually amazing. And she actually has played with them before and toured with them. So when they announced it, uh, maybe it was just timing or what, but Natalie, after they announced they were a duo a couple of weeks ago. They've turned around and renounced that they're back a trio. So, uh, and it was probably a natural thing for to ask Natalie to be with them because they have played a lot of shows together and been friends for a while. So, but anyway, but uh, 
yeah, the last time they had the record um, uh, was last year, I think. Yeah, they released a. Oh, Dan Huff produced it with Ross Copperman that does uh, Blue Roses was out on the Wheelhouse label. That was yes. the the album that came out in 2019. Yes. Their biggest song to date is Buy My Own Drinks. That went into the top 10. Yes. And, uh, but like I said, I, and of course, you know, one of them has a very famous grandfather, um, is John Wayne. Huh? Uh, his, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, the, um, the Jennifer Wayne, that's John Wayne's granddaughter. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, so they're used to fame. Of her being, you know, in the public eye, I'm sure, with being a grandfather, I mean, a granddaughter, uh, John Wayne, who's one of my dad's favorite actors in the whole world. But anyway, but um, yeah, I'm anxious to see the kind of music comes out because if you go in on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your music and you go to Jennifer, I mean, um, Natalie Stovall, you're going to go, wow, she is one talented little girl. Mm. And so I'm excited to see what these three can bring together because they're all musicians already in their natural right. But I, I want to see how it evolves into this because I, I do miss having a trio um, of girls out there. Uh, she Daisy was one of my favorite bands, from, you know, and uh, I love just the harmonies that they have. So I'm excited to see how it happens, of what comes up. So yeah, we'll wait and see. In the spirit so. of Jennifer Wayne and her grandfather, can I tell you something precious? Yes. Well, Pilgrim, you need to go to runawayjune.com and learn a lot more about <laughs> Runaway June, okay? <laughs> yes, sir, darling. Okay. Precious, that will wrap up our report from you this week. Happy birthday. That's something we didn't announce, but you got a big birthday coming up next week, so happy early birthday to you. We'll have to get you a cake ship right to music row how does that sound sounds good because i'm opening up my office tomorrow actually on thursday all right great we're excited about that 10 feet apart and everybody wears masks and i'm gonna go in with my lasso and spray everything clean everything and then come on in six feet apart yeah and even without the <laughs> pandemic if you come around me you probably need to break out that lysol anyway precious hey thank you very much and you have a great rest of your day and thank you for being on the y'all show same here see y'all in a couple of weeks bye all right precious everybody that wraps up the y'all show we'll be right back here thursday however we're going to go back in the archives to a couple weeks ago we were in crystal river florida on a virtual spring swing tour and on the Thursday Y'all Show, we're going to go back to Florida and have a fun time learning about manatees and a lot more. And then on Friday, we'll be right back here with an all-new Y'all Show talk with a southern accent wrapping up this week before we head to the Memorial Day holiday. Thank you for being a part of the show that's all about the South. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. 
With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to Babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com.